Welcome back to the Blindsiders. I'm Ben. I'm joined with Dylan and Brian, and we are here to talk about episode seven of Survivor 43. Uh, we did miss episode six last week because uh, we uh, all kind of were in uh, you know all kinds of different sorts. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, multiple reasons why that. Uh, Quite frankly, uh, we just didn't over. earn it. Uh, yeah, we we didn't earn the merge. Mm. We lost the challenge. Yeah. yeah. We lost the podcasting challenge and we had to sit out um, for a week or so. But we're back now um, for this episode of Survivor 43, which uh, definitely was an episode for sure. Yep. Uh, I definitely uh, I definitely would prefer to talk about last week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let. <clears throat> I guess let's let's we could we could quickly do that. Last week, good episode, loved it. Yeah, Gabler, good. Team Gabler, let's go, loved it. Big episode for us, Team Gabler guys. Yeah, the, <laughs> I don't know. What would be what would be the uh, acronym for those? Well, I think they would call them the Alligablers, like he's called the Alligablers. Perfect. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm Team Gabler. I'm like I'm Team Good TV, and mm-hmm. he's chaotic and is causing good TV, or at least did last week. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm rooting for Gabler. I, I was never uh, a, a big fan of Ali just because I, I hate when other people treat people stupid for no reason, mm-hmm. and they did that with Gabler, and uh, and and obviously it came back to bite her. Uh, I, I miss Ellie in the sense that I actually really liked her and Gabler's kind of a uh, little rivalry rivalry that they had going on for seemingly no reason other than they just annoyed each other. And uh, yeah, that was great. And also, uh, you know, getting caught uh, going through someone's bag and then denying it. I'm also, you know, I'm not a fan of. Uh, I mean, she's not going to own up to it, especially, at, you know, the, the, the pre-merge. But yeah, I was very pleased with the outcome last week. I, I, I will miss that little... Uh, that little rivalry him and Ellie, Ellie had, and also Ellie thinking that she's, you know, um, uh, the top dog of Survivor when clearly she wasn't. So I'll miss that. But other than that, I thought it was a very good episode and a whole different uh, tone than what we got this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. we uh, we lost scuffed Michelle Fitzgerald, unfortunately, but um, it is what it is. It, look, I love Ellie as a character. I that's mm-hmm. still like. Look, she's she's like honestly like more so than Angelina because I know I compared her to Angelina. I think that like the most apt recent comparison would be like Tori Meehan. I think is like mm. the like most direct comparison. Somebody who like didn't play Survivor well for barely a single minute mm. of her entire existence on the show, while like simultaneously thinking that. She was like a mastermind because she has like psychology, psychology experience or something, uh, and then gets like uh, unceremoniously booted early merge or I guess early merge that was technically a merge according to Survivor yeah. uh, for like seemingly no super rational reason other than everyone just kind of was like oh we're done with you you, mm. you serve us no purpose <laughs> and you're a name that we're okay with um, so yeah very similar arc to to Tori and that like. In a lot of seasons, you might expect this player to kind of be the Angelina at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, in both of those cases with Tori and Ravelli here, yeah. uh, they got 
in my opinion, earlier than I expected them to. So what you're saying is we're not going to see her on the White Lotus season three. Um, unlike Angelina, who was on the White Lotus well, season two this week. Well, we'll see if uh, we'll see if uh, Mike White dips into any non-David versus Goliath castmates because I think that Hera also was on mm-hmm. uh, from what I uh, have been uh, have been told. Yep, uh, I haven't watched it. And Alec uh, was on the season before. Yeah, and Alec Molina, yeah. Uh, so maybe, uh, maybe when he runs out of his own castmates, uh, he'll start dipping into <laughs> other uh, other seasons. Very funny that he hasn't put any of the Davids on that season or on his show. It's like, nope, well, sorry, Goliaths only. I mean, the Goliaths are already pre-made stars, right? That's, kind That's of the true. Point. That's true. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, White Lotus season two, episode one, very good. Uh, worth worth your time. Um. Yeah. So this episode, uh, I didn't think it was very good, guys. Unlike the White Lotus season two, episode one, I just thought it was a lot of uh, you know, nothing, or maybe not nothing, but I have a big complaint on how Survivor like keeps us in the dark. I don't think that's a good way, and I've complained about this on the show, and obviously Survivor's not watching it because they're not going to change it. They don't give a shit, but I just, oh, dude, I hate the current way Survivor's edited. Like, just give us a coherent story. Like, it's fine if we're not in the dark on every vote. Like, it's okay. But uh, Survivor's not that. And, it, I mean, the the real surprising or, like, surprise, it's like it came down to Ryan or Dwight, but the episode pitched it as James or Dwight. So, like, when it's coming down to, oh, is it Ryan or Dwight, it's it's Dwight, obviously. Or it's Ryan, and then they just completely gave up on trying to, like, tell a narrative at all. Am I wrong here? Am I being unfair? Um. Well, I think the reason that ended up happening was because... So three people flipped, right? Dwight thought that two people flipped. Three people actually flipped, uh, which wasn't even, again, told in the narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we were shown the setup for uh, Cody and Jesse flipping, uh, but we saw in the votes that were shown at the end of the episode that Sammy also flipped and voted mm-hmm. correctly. Uh, so I think that just comes down to, like, two of the three of them were supposed to vote for Ryan with the split vote plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I, I agree. It, it was very obvious that Dwight was going, at least to me. Um, but, like... And so it, it's almost worse because they sacrificed coherent storytelling for essentially nothing because mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, that... Uh, like, it wasn't that much of a blindside for me that Dwight ended up going here. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we get very little explanation of kind of what... Uh, Cody and Jesse's long-term plans would be with riding with this new group, and we have no explanation whatsoever as to how Sammy was uh, included in the plan. Uh, and we get a preview at the end of like, oh, this is the new seven, the seven who voted correctly, which is Coco plus Cody and Jesse plus Sammy. Mm-hmm. But like, th- there's no, there's no like relevant storytelling that has set that up in any way. So uh, it's just it's just odd. Yeah, I, I fall probably somewhere in the middle in terms of uh, the episode. Uh, parts of it I found really entertaining. 
um but like you i found a lot of the production stuff uh really frustrating uh, especially spending you know the like 40 minutes we spent at the at the um, yeah. uh, immunity challenge yeah that was a little yeah. that was that was Fucking a little call much. him out dylan that yeah. was egregious that way and I, I like i thought i thought it was actually a decent challenge um i uh, i got secondhand claustrophobia watching mm. them go through the yeah. nets especially for noel uh, and like almost gave me a panic attack so i didn't really like that i i did like the the the, the uh premise of having uh you know working with a teammate and then eventually having to go against them if you win i, I did like that uh I, I i like like team gabler so i liked some of the gabler stuff i don't know if we needed uh you know all 20 of the inspirations that we got from him uh i was getting a little annoyed i can't imagine how cody must have felt being in the challenge against him so uh mm-hmm. that was tough and before i knew it it was like 8 40 by the time that was over <laughs> and then we had maybe yeah. that was probably the 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 quickest pre-tribe pre-tribal time we've spent in an episode i think maybe ever we had maybe like five to eight minutes tops uh and obviously before that there was really no other uh no other uh camp life anywhere else in that episode so that that stuck and then i completely agree too uh, just uh, narratively uh it kind of is all over the place because it was set up for us that they that cody and jesse were going to vote for dwight but it wasn't set up for anybody else and i, I obviously we saw that uh, Jesse likes uh, Carla a lot. Obviously, I think Carla and James are still pretty tight. So, uh, I mean, that's like a path to how they link up. But, yeah, there was absolutely no discussion uh, showing us how, how any of that came together. Uh, I, I was actually the opposite. As soon as Ryan's name got thrown out there, I, I, I was actually very confused with what was going on because up until that point, I agree, I thought Dwight was going. Uh, and I, I was completely lost on that. Uh, and then obviously Sammy flipping. So, I mean, that 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 stuck, and especially because like I, I've been praising the season, I've loved the season, uh, but this I think was their first, probably arguably bad episode. So uh, that's unfortunate. And I'm also I'm really not a fan at all of Dwight also not making try uh, 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 final council. Um, yeah. That is uh, that that doesn't make any sense to me, and it's disappointing because now we have two people that should have been should be on the should be on there that aren't um so i don't know yeah i'm with you guys I, i'm hoping it's just a one-off bad episode but it seems like they they omitted so many stuff to purposely like blindside us mm-hmm. which i don't like no so I'm, I'm right there with you on that point yeah what uh t- with Gabler's inspirations, and this of he's playing for Survivor for everyone he's met in his entire life, which good for him. If I was on Survivor, I'd be playing for my bank account and nothing else. Like I wouldn't be out there to suffer on anyone else's behalf. But uh, if he's gonna use everyone uh, in his life as inspiration, fine, I guess. Um, I did. I did think it was funny <laughs> the way he like phrased it. It's like I care about veterans. Uh, because a lot of people I'm related to served, not me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, that's kind of a lot of people, Gabler. It's not, like, that unique to have your uncles and, like, grandparents you served, but, all right, I dig it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely, uh, 
you know, if we're, if we're going back to some of the David versus Goliath uh, comparisons, uh, it, it was uh, it was very Christian-esque. Yeah, Shades of Christian. Yeah, Shades of Christian, uh, Yubiki there, um, where uh, it, I didn't know whether I was supposed to, like, be like, yeah, go Gabler, mm-hmm. or, like, laugh at him. I just didn't know what they were going for. It was very, it was very yeah. weird. It's... It... He, he was very like coach-esque to me mm. it's yeah. like it really is you don't know whether to laugh or be like oh yeah fuck yeah gabler it's tough yeah, man. yeah this guy's a this guy has people's lives in his hands as a surgeon just don't don't forget that i think i think he is showing he is showing i think he's a little bit better at the game between the past two episodes mm. um he, he he pulled that move against ellie he won a he won a he won a uh he won the first immunity Listen, Gabler's going to go very um, far. I don't necessarily yeah. think Gabler's going to win the game. I don't think Gabler's going to He's in this for the lock hole. Oh, oh, I would, I would like sure. to see I would like to see Gabler play a round of Survivor where he's not immune uh, before I say anything about his <laughs> yeah, capacity as a game player. Because yeah. that has not happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he, like, realizes the, the like, consequences of his actions. Because, like... Owen is 100% out on him, like, so hard. I feel like Gabler's like, yeah, Owen and I are so close. Like, we're best friends. And Owen's like, I hate this guy so much. I want to vote him off. I also liked the uh, interesting dichotomy of him giving a confessional, the Al Gabler confessional, about, like, now it's time to sink below the surface again. Immediately cuts to him winning, like, a a record-breaking, drooling immunity challenge Mm -hmm. in front of everybody. Yeah. Uh, and as he's like listing off all of the important people in his life and how you know great this like how important this game is to him, and it's like, okay, well, you know, you had it, you set up a good idea in your confessional, and then immediately did the exact opposite. So mm. I, I don't know, I don't really know what to say to think about that. It seems like he doesn't really have a plan other than just like whatever is on the top of his mind at that exact moment. Mm. Yeah, well, why did he tell? Uh... People about his idol that was expired. Also, that was the point. Why not? I'm at least glad. That, I'm at least glad that was answered because I, I left sure. last week. Not not sure if his idol still was active or not. Because technically, he wasn't. He wasn't up to be voted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, Dylan. That he he was immune because of the twist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could have. I get like survive production could have made a case. For it still being yeah. active, but it's fine. He won immunity anyway, so it doesn't matter. I didn't uh, even see anything on the internet like confirming it either. So I think other yeah. people were equally as confused. I think the wording was is final is like the first two tribal councils you attend, right? So he did attend the tribal council. He was mm-hmm. immune for it. So mm-hmm. um, either way, like the the idol served the purpose for him of. Him not being the what third boot or whatever, <laughs> right? Like that was the <laughs> like. Otherwise, he would have been probably in a lot of danger. Uh, oh no, no, he would have been the fir- it would have been the first boot, right? They were they were the uh, yeah they wrote out Mariah first, so mm-hmm. yeah, it, it served its purpose in, in mm-hmm. making him not the first boot. Definitely. So, I mean, there's not much to talk about because of. The lack of editing, you know, showing us, and then the lack of, like Dylan said, camp life. I mean, 
I did think it was funny. Was it Owen and Dwight in the beginning of the episode just like talking openly in front of everybody? It was like, okay, it makes it seem like they're like two feet away. Are they really that close? But I, I think they were. That was very interesting. Um, there's obviously I, a lot of trust happening with their too they're much giving each other idols and advantages and Jesus Christ, guys, like shut up about your advantages and idols. Just shut up. I think I think that's the main takeaway from this, other than like uh, meta reasons why we're not liking the show. Uh, well, I guess not not meta, but other than uh, production reasons, not liking the show is just the 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 absolute ineptitude to keep any sort of secrets to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was a big word. I've never used ineptitude before. Hopefully, I used it right right there. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, James, I like James. I, I'm not convinced he's like a good player, but I'm convinced that maybe maybe he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, tonight, maybe solidified he's not. But he's also just part of that curse or the knowledge is power mm-hmm. curse, which is like immediately you get it. You have to tell someone mm-hmm. uh, he could have said anything. He could have just said, oh, I didn't I didn't take it. He could have started that whole thing because mm-hmm. they, they didn't make it seem like anybody saw him go in there and take it. So uh, I don't know. Uh, he could have lied, said he had an idol. I, I, I don't know. I, like literally the only the, the way that has the most power is by not telling anybody yeah. and to like just figure out who has an idol. We're in an advantage. So that was that was very frustrating. And then everybody just for literally for no reason just start tanning off their idols to, to everybody. It was crazy. And I feel so bad for Janine, but at the same time, I don't think she's a good player. So it it's it's tough to watch because that that sucks. I didn't want it to happen to me, but at the same time, I'm also just not giving up my my idols or advantages like that. So. That stinks. She's in a she's in a very very bad place because of that. Yeah, I think it did answer a question that I've wondered for years and years: is if once the votes are being read, are you locked in to everything on your person? You have to keep. You cannot pass idols, which I assumed was the case. But I think this like really like one hundred percent confirmed it in my mind because it was not his idol at all. So if if ever. There was going to be a past idol. It was going to be this, and he seemingly didn't. It didn't show him doing it. So I, I feel like that is a rule that once like the votes start being read, you can't like take idols out and give them to other people, which is good. You know, good to know that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, the the thing with Janine here is like we talk about like not using episode time efficiently, and like I I appreciated kind of the segment at the top of the hour that we got with Janine but it felt very undercut by the by the end of the episode because we essentially got like a five to seven minute segment of Janine trying to like rebuild social connections and be like hey you know Ellie was dragging me down I'm like Mm -hmm. a huge asset now I'm a free agent right yeah it looked like she was doing a good job of like kind of rebuilding those social connections but then by the end of the episode, she's blindsided in the vote again and has now essentially thrown her idol away. So yeah. I don't I don't know what we're doing with that. Like I don't, I don't Well not essentially she going. did. She she did throw her idol mm-hmm. away. Sure. I mean, look, I think there there are more direct ways that people in, in Survivor history have thrown their idols away. Um, you know, she she thought that she was protecting her idol, but she was protecting it in the fire. Um, yeah. So, 
like let me let me put the idol in the fire so that it won't uh it won't wash away in the sea um, mm-hmm. yeah um so i just i don't know where the show is kind of going with janine's story really and like where she's really going as a player and maybe they're still trying to set her up for this kind of underdog arc where uh, eventually she'll be in a power position uh, but it just felt really weird for like i i was like yeah go janine you know you can you can turn this around and then she didn't and she didn't in like one of the most egregious ways possible and i was like okay well i guess i invested my uh my energy into the wrong person there <laughs> despite the show trying to push me to invest my energy into that person for this episode I do think the one thing she has going for her is what uh, we said earlier is that there really is no clear, um, like strong alliance that we have going, even if they're going to trying to show us that the seven that voted together tonight are actually together. So I think that this, she has that going for her. I, I mean, I will say that if she does somehow like pull it together and, and makes final tribal, uh, then that would be very, very impressive. And certainly you know, a winner's arc, even with, some unfortunate and bad decisions early on. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess, like, I guess Erica two seasons ago, uh, she kind of really came out of nowhere after kind of being on the bottom most of the game. So it's it's not it's not completely out of the realm. But, yeah, I have a really, really, really hard time seeing her, her path to victory at this point, especially because, I mean, she's arguably at the very, very bottom uh, now. So, that, that, yeah. That'd be tough. I'm, I'm like even trying to think now. I'm like I'm, I'm trying to think of who voted for who, and it's just like it's I really Noel, can't think. Uh, Janine Noel. and Dwight voted together. Yep. Um, and then who are the Gabler who are the and, seven? Uh, and Owen also voted Owen. with them alongside the split, voting uh, for Ryan. Those okay. were five who voted wrong. Yeah. Okay. And the other seven all voted together. Yeah. Um, so four people who are left who were blindsided, presumably, are Owen, Gabler, Noel, and Janine. And it seems like of that crew, Noel's probably in the worst spot, given that, like, Dwight was her probably close Yeah, that's ally. true. So, yeah. like, they were, they were essentially targeting, like, the argument was, oh, we're going to target Dwight to, uh, so that we can weaken Noel. And I, I never really get this argument. Um... Like the the like oh we should vote X person out to weaken Y when mm-hmm. you can just simply vote Y out uh, and there's not really like a compelling reason to not vote Y out. Uh, yeah, the only reason for a move like this is if it's like you're Tony and uh, you have an ally like Sarah who's also strongly allied allied to Sophie and you're um, like I don't want to compete for Sarah. It's like. Uh, you know, friendship in this game, I need to get rid of Sophie to like, it weakens the position, but you can't like, if you just, like you said, Ben, if you're going to target someone, just vote them out. It's, it's not that hard. <laughs> I do. I do also want to point out too, that this toothpaste, not a cum stain. I know how the internet works. <laughs> so I just want to call that out. I like caught it in my eye earlier and I can't stop looking at it. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess the the argument for Jesse is that he wanted to like prove to to Cody that you know he's willing to work, but like I always I just oh, yeah. assume I assumed that they were already really close before that anyway. So mm-hmm. if you were hell bent on getting Noel out, he should have went for it. And I'm like waiting for Jesse to kind of have his big breakout 
uh, episode, and I, I don't think this was it. Because just because we didn't see anything he did, maybe when we, you know, we start next week, we'll get like a, a five minute um, uh, 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 recap of what went on. Uh, but I'm like waiting for Jesse to break out because, like we said, he was the one hev- most heavily promoted uh, going into the season, uh, along with like Carla, um, and uh, and Owen. Uh, I think Owen was the other one that was like heavily. Regardless, uh, I'm waiting for him to do something because um, I think as of right now, I guess like um, if I really had to choose, I really still like Carla a lot because I think that she's she's maybe in the background, but we're still getting enough of her. Like mm-hmm. uh, like Cassidy, for example. I once again completely forgot she's even in this show because I, I think she said two words uh, uh, this week. So that's like that's another like clear edit that there's uh, that's another player I'd be shocked if if she won just because based on the edit she's getting. Mm-hmm. So uh, Carla and maybe Cody are my two are my two potential people that I that I think are the uh, the favorites right now edit wise. So hey, yeah. uh, at least Cassidy has. Uh, I saw on Facebook it was like an ad for Survivor and it's just a picture of her and it's like how about this for a reward. I was like, hey, whoa, what the fuck is happening? So at least Cassidy has that going for her. Okay. Horny <laughs> Facebook, yeah. That, that, that is yeah. something. <laughs> it may have been for Paramount Plus, like a deal with Paramount Plus, but I just, I just remember thinking this is the most bizarre ad. It's just a picture of her. Yeah. Nothing else. Not even like strictly like this is Survivor. <laughs> Just, yeah, just her. Not even like, not even like the whole cast, or like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It's very, uh, I either, either bad but intentional, or a complete over. Some somebody's like you know probably got talking to about that and uh, in some kind yeah. of a. Uh, right. <laughs> somebody had like a, an HR visit from the ad mm-hmm. team. Um, hey, it was a big week for talking about inspiration. Horniness is a big inspiration for a lot of people, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I, I don't I don't recall. I mean, maybe that was one of the the things that was skipped over in the in the Gabler uh, montage. You're right. Yeah, this this is for how horny I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So starts talking about like hookups from back in the day. <laughs> Motivating is like, all right, we're that we're cutting that for sure. But thanks, Gabler. <laughs> this minute is for my one night stand from uh, 1997. Yep. <laughs> oh man. We're, uh, we're besmirching the good name of one Gabler. Yeah. Here. We're playing Shouldn't. with fire. No. Shouldn't. Watch out. Like, he could be it, operating it, on you someday. We're besmirching him because we're saying he pulls? Like, come on. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls for sure. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, there's some weird girl that's just super into, you know, to that. <laughs> um, No, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like with the preview for next week we're kind of getting a setup of like a jesse versus sammy potentially Mm. where like they've been sort of on the same page but like i think that sammy's kind of just been following along tentatively until he like sees an opening to do something about it and i think that maybe we have this kind of like war between the two of them where they both end up getting taken out uh, very dramatically and then you have like Carla behind the scenes pulling the strings who picks up the pieces like that's something I could potentially see um, 
but right now, like, those are kind of the three people who I can see winning the game at this point. Uh, like, Cody's been present, and he's, like, definitely been, like, socially and strategically involved. But it feels like everything he does gets undercut in a confessional by Jesse. So mm-hmm. I just really can't see that being a narrative the show wants to push. Like, they would, they would, I think, give Cody a lot more credit for what he's doing if he were mm-hmm. the winner. So I think at this point, the winner is Carla, Sammy, or Jesse. But who knows? The last two seasons, like we've said, have had uh, winners that kind of, at the final six or so, come out of the work and have like a really mm-hmm. big uh, coming out. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to see that. I think um, I think Sammy's just too young to pull this to thread this needle with the like, you know, finesse that it needs. Um. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I did say pretty early on that I didn't think anybody from that tribe was winning. <laughs> yeah. But I, I've been consistently praising Sammy, you know, kind of like passive aggressively that I've been praising him. Um, I, I think that if, I think he's probably one of the more capable players that fall into that like young player category mm-hmm. that we've seen. Agreed. Uh, so I just, I, I think that his age hasn't really been a factor from my opinion uh so far it seems like it hasn't really gotten in the way of him forming social bonds or him like being taken seriously as a player so mm-hmm. at this point like i i don't really it's not really like uh you know calculation for me it's mm-hmm. like oh yeah he's he's 19 i mean they're there we've had like a, a few 21 year olds win this game at this point like it's sure. not yeah. that far off like i, I don't think that's like that big of a deal. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll have to see. I just know I wouldn't be able to pull off this at nineteen. I definitely would have thought I would be been able to, and I definitely. Oh, for sure, but like, I mean, I, I couldn't. I couldn't have pulled it off at twenty one. So like, right. but like there are players who have. So, I, it, it would be cool like to have like a new youngest winner. Mm-hmm. It'd, be, it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I think a, a, lo- a lot of long nights in the. Pet crematory. We'll, we'll, we'll Just planning, rather, plotting. Rather yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chucking animals into the incinerator. Yeah, I think you age up real, real quick. Mm-hmm. That's fair. When you're That's... throwing just a thirteen-year-old chihuahua into the fire as you're like Jesus having your Christ. having your lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be like the medical examiner in like every movie now, where it's just like eating a hoagie while talking about someone dying horrifically. Like, oh, yeah, it's really desensitized, I guess. Oh, it's my lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lunch time. Oh, man. Halloween is over. Come on. <laughs> Cross cremator's got to eat, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> like every, every, every movie like that. It's, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it was a good show. The first time someone thought of it, everyone after that who's a writer was like, "Perfect, that's what I will also do." Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't have much else to say about this episode personally. Um, I'm very, I'm very disappointed with with uh, Dwight not being um, on the not jury. Being, yeah, jury. Uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, jury. I think I've been saying final counsel the whole night. <laughs> That's uh, the uh, the the uh, the yeah the jury. Because um, I also think like we knew Ellie wasn't going to be on it, but I also think Ellie would have been a, a really good person to have on there uh, at the end. But Dwight, I, that's like I saw him comment in the in the uh, uh, the the Reddit post uh, episode discussion too. 
of like, oh, you can update the the jury non the the jury non with some some yeah. uh, some web page. Um, uh, yeah, that I don't agree with that. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, is there there's now like a minimum or a limit on how many can be on a jury? I didn't know that. So, no, hey, the, the winners at war jury had straight up what like sixteen people. Yep. on it like this is, i think you could let dwight be on the jury jeff <laughs> how many are left now 11 11 uh, yeah it's gonna be three and eight wow they love doing that and it's the worst mm-hmm. like number combination i they feel i feel like it lends itself tie. yeah they, they want it to tie you're right you're right they do <laughs> yeah it was like the there was like the one interesting thing that happened <laughs> <laughs> No, we we also got Chris Noble's rap at Ponderosa. Of course. Well, they deleted that from the internet, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. The Like, yeah. this is a horrible idea. Fire whoever had a part in this yeah. and delete it. Do you think a more interesting approach to that would have been if they had done that live instead of uh, having her vote mm. there on the island? I think it breaks the integrity of the game because, like, I guess yeah, the yeah, edit yeah. the edit really like would sway you one way or another. I feel like it would be hard to like perfectly, evenly edit Wendell and Dom, you know. Well, uh, I I don't. I think that everyone and their mother knew that she was going to vote for Wendell, right? So, yeah, like, that's true. I don't I don't think it mattered in that specific case. Like I think in a future case it could. But like I think that uh, I think everybody. Uh, on the jury, I think the final three all knew, you know, everybody on production. Which, like, everybody knew when like, when the tie came through and they were like, oh, Laurel's breaking the tie. I, at the time, I was like, oh, okay, one more. <laughs> we don't have to, I don't have to sit here for three minutes on pins and needles. Do we, do we think that most of the time when, when they do live, um, when they, when they read uh, the votes, um, that the winners usually like know by that point? I think you get you probably get a vibe based on final tribal council of like, like how it went, especially for especially for the ones that air in the spring. Mm. Like it's been almost an entire year since since you played. I feel like between going to like uh, social things for Survivor and stuff like that, I feel like it's bound to be like hey, uh, maybe I did vote for you, that type yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. I, I guess they're not doing reunions anymore, but. uh yeah, I think I think at the time, like the only one I know of was like the cast of Samoa just straight up lied to one of the finalists and told him that he won um, when he did not win. Yeah, it's happened. This happened a couple of times uh, from because uh, you've seen Philippines, right, uh, Dylan? So I usually go by, I usually go by numbered season. So which season would that be? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. I know famously, uh, you know, uh, Mike Scoopin. Redacted. You know, yeah. yeah, redacted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll block that out. Yeah. Going around um, during that, like, the lead up to that finale, saying that he was, like, certain that he won, mm-hmm. uh, whether due to his own uh, distorted ego or because people lied to him, I'm not sure. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, I think everyone, I think everyone's point should have known (laughs) it was obvious to me watching at the time Mm -hmm. um so i there's definitely cases where uh i I at least know of cases of losing finalists thinking Mm. that they won when they didn't Uh, i think for 
most cases, the winners usually have a pretty good idea if they won. The 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 very Russell's very first season. Did he genuinely think he was going to win? And like, yeah, he uh, was the he was the one that I, I mentioned. Oh, okay. They, yeah, yeah. they lied to him. Um, oh, so they actually had told him that they had voted for him, and that okay, that's funny. Yep. Yeah, they really didn't like Russell. I guess. Yeah, I guess not. Um, yeah. which is hilarious because then he went on to play Heroes versus Villains, thinking he won season, yeah. Samoa and did not change anything oh. that he did. That's okay. Actually, in hindsight, now that that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he doubled down. He doubled down. He somehow made it worse. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Wow. Because because he he mentions how he was immediately coming from one season to another, but I guess like I didn't realize it was like quite that immediate, and I didn't even put together that he wouldn't have even have gone. Yeah, it was like to, two uh, weeks or something yeah, like between break, the seasons. Yeah. He lost like not to get too on tender, but he lost so much weight from Samoa Day One yeah. to Heroes versus Villains Day Thirty Nine. Like insane crazy. oh know, my god yeah yeah no he, re- he really does by the end of it so that is always when people are like is survivor real uh that's what i like so either they made this guy do p90x for like five months straight or like uh survivor is real coach had, coach had posted a picture today of uh of him um uh, on his uh on his first stint and i forgot how like actually uh thin he got in yeah in token jeans he, re- he really because he came in pretty skinny too yeah and like yeah he, he really wasted away yep uh it's uh <laughs> it's a rough game and they've made it harder which is uh like they, they were like you know we talked about before and they shortened the days but they uh made it harder yeah. That's also something they've completely gone away from is like how desperate they are for food and mm-hmm. stuff like that now. That's been like completely just thrown away in terms of uh, being discussed on the show. Like, oh, this is the hardest survivor ever, but it's like, well, we're not really not seeing it. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, it's a survivor now. Um, and I and I do want to be very clear. I'm still very high on, on this season. Um I am bummed it was a bad episode, but like I'm the, I, I, I won't all of a sudden start piling on the season that I've actually been praising for the most part. I, I still think it's up there, but, I mean, it's you can't avoid uh, the, mm. the, the errors tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I still think the cast is, is pretty strong. I'd say it's like an above-average cast. It's, it's kind of, it's like a little top-heavy uh, with mm. like maybe like four or five kind of like really heavy hitter uh, cast members. Uh, yeah, my biggest complaint was like the, the storytelling and editing and also like Jeff, again, you know, as he's done the last three seasons, being very present in a lot of moments that mm-hmm. is like, this probably would be better if it, it breathed without Jeff, like, going on some kind of metaphorical monologue mm-hmm. uh, or, like, you know, at Tribal Council uh, taking somebody's analogy and then turning it into his own analogy because he didn't mm-hmm. like their analogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So many fucking analogies. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? That's uh, that, that's it for me. Like I like I said, uh, bad episode, but I think it's a one-off. I think we're gonna continue strong season. Hopefully, we're like at a real actual merge next week, and we get a real real jury and yeah. start that whole process. Hopefully, that'd be that'd be nice. Get get this going. And then I want like uh, like five more knowledge's powers to be thrown out uh, there. Yeah. Well, it is. 
Yeah, it is like the advantage they're most desperate to make work. Like <laughs> they want it so bad. Well, I almost, I almost for shits and giggles wanted James to be voted yeah. out to see if they brought mm -hmm. it back. <laughs> I, I, I did as well. I, I, I wanted, I, I didn't think it was gonna happen, uh, but I thought I was like, man, if, if this, if for the fourth time this blows up in the person's face, despite being like patently overpowered. Mm -hmm. uh, they have to just stop putting it in the game, right? Like, we're, we have to be done with it at this point, right? We can't, we couldn't try potentially for a fifth time, right? Uh, I still, yeah. I still think you have, like, such an interesting game just keeping it, just keeping it at idols. Like, mm -hmm. I, I still think that that is such, like, a, that you still have the whole social side of, uh, of idols and finding idols and whatnot to go find them. We're like with these advantages, like most of them are finding it in grooves. And obviously, like we said, where they're telling everybody at the same time, they're just really overpowered, but seemingly nobody knows how to play them. It's just as a viewer, it's just not interesting at all. I guess like on the island, it creates chaos, but it just as a viewer, it's just I, I don't know anybody that's like, oh, yeah, this is this is cool. Even if it works properly, it's it's such an overpowered uh, advantage. It's just it's just do away with that. I just don't understand why they're forcing it down our throat. Yeah, it's uh. In the 30s, they had the seal of vote slash extra vote that they really wanted to make work. And they finally got Sarah to, like, play it in a halfway decent manner. But uh, I guess they're still adding it to the game now with the island, shipwheel uh, island trips. But, like, that was also a twist where it's like, just just give up. Just like, It's not, like, it's a good idea and concept, but it does not necessarily work in practice. Just because everybody now strategically plays it to the point where it's oh you need it you need it all right because no one's going to like vote away and just lose their vote for no reason mm -hmm. so like the, if you're going to do that at least change the change what they're risking i, I don't know what it could be but yeah people like get too cute with it too everyone wants to split their own votes with it and it's like maybe the better thing is just to stack your votes like mm -hmm. to get people but i don't know people want to be cute yeah um and then even on top of all of that, there's still like the shot in the dark is still a thing that exists that right. has barely come up at all this season, uh, and still through two and a half seasons of its existence has never been used correctly or used successfully. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, it's been used. It's, it's been used correctly. It's been played by people who are going to be voted out, but it's never been successfully uh, implemented by a player. So mm -hmm. that's another thing where it's just like this is an extra piece of fabric in the game that's adding nothing of value mm. and like maybe you know five seasons down the road somebody will eventually you know save themselves with it but it's like at what cost yeah i feel like the um are shot in the dark don't make them pay the with a vote just make it like you get one shot to maybe get an idol you know and that's it because like i think people kind of realize like my biggest currency in the game is my vote and like it's too much to like completely give up unless like i know 100 percent i'm going no matter what yeah no 100%. if you're if you're like zach you know at the start of 42 or mm -hmm. like you know very clearly gonna be the votes are on you like you know it's 5-1 like might as well just make it 5-0 and roll and die yeah i do think it does it, it does add an element to uh... Of someone misplaying it and it being like a very, uh, like a very, a very fun thing. I, I'm definitely fine with that, that staying, but like you said, it really adds nothing. Like it's never at any point discussed 
when they're talking about who they're voting out, like, oh, so-and-so might, might play their shot in the dark. Or I feel like last season, the season before, uh, I feel like that maybe was brought up at least a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like I uh, Sometimes just completely forget it, it's even in the game. Yeah, um, they need to make it a uh, Plinko. It's almost got a Plinko board right mm-hmm. next to Jeff, and then everyone has to watch it go down like the price is right and see if they get safe or not. It'd be a lot more exciting than opening a piece of park. Even rolling a yeah. die, like a big die. Yeah, even rolling a die. Yeah, it would be, be good. Yeah. Survivor, like, these ideas for free, man. Come on. Like, yeah, it's it's so odd that they're given a dice to simulate like a one in six roll mm-hmm. when they could just do a one in six roll. Yeah. yeah. I guess like they don't want the crazy thing to happen where like multiple people use a shot in the dark, multiple people get it. So they want to guarantee that at most, you know, one person gets it or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a poorly thought out twist. I, I, I gave it a chance. Uh, I was like cautiously optimistic that it could be interesting the first season or two. But at this point, it's just, it's, it's given nothing. Yeah. All right. You guys want to wrap this one up? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, on Twitter at DJ Cleverlang. Um, Modern Warfare Two. We're talking about. Got some. Uh, me and Brian, I swear, are going to do a wicked good show soon. Uh, we're maybe even going going to do a uh, House of the Dragon recap discussion with with Ben and and Brian and myself. So I really want to do that soon. But there's uh, we're gonna we want to stream some Call of Duty soon. Um, I'm liking it uh, as someone that's you know not a not a tryhard, but I still feel like I I, I com- competitively play the game. I really like it. Um, I know some of like the streamers and people more popular in that community are not as big of fans of it, but uh, I like it. Um, a lot of movies coming out that I'm really excited for. I'm actually like kind of really starting to look forward to uh, Avatar. Uh, even though I think the first one's like, it's fine. It's not the. It, I I think it's it's more remembered as being a good movie rather than like the the technological spectacle it was when it came out. And I feel like that the argument gets lost in the middle of it being a bad or good movie. And really, I think it was just it was fine, but it was technologically insanely impressive. It's a, it was um, an experience, is how I like was, to like describe it. Like the IMAX, going to see it in IMAX, like the. CGI looking that good. It was like a great experience. I've never watched it on home video. I think that would be a waste of time. You would not get the same experience at home. It was peak, like, it was the peak of the 3D, like, uh, mm-hmm. movement at theaters and stuff. And I think that came out, like, right when 3D TVs tried to take off. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I think that was, like, one of the movies that was, like, really, they were like, oh, you got to see this on the 3D TV. And I remember mm-hmm. looking at it, like, this fucking sucks. This TV's yeah. 40 inches too yeah. big. Uh, but I am looking forward to that movie. I think that might be my first trip back to the IMAX um, out in Reading. I haven't been there in uh, in uh, three years since uh, long before COVID started. Um, so yeah, a lot more discussions like that. So so follow us there, and uh, I, we hope to have more episodes out soon and streaming and all that. And you'll hear from where. But yep, that's it for me. Uh, yeah, no, Avatar is responsible for making us. Probably, I assume this is a shared experience, making us see a lot of movies that were not meant to be in 3D in 3D. Um, I saw In the Heart of the Sea in 3D because it was the only showing like available. That movie, agreed. Why? Why was that in 3D? 
Yeah, that that for me, I saw uh, the Polar Express in theaters <laughs> in the 3D. Yeah, it's like not, why? Uh, <laughs> no, no, and yeah, like Dylan yeah. said, it, they just could not recreate a good 3D experience at home at all. It's also it's also just an overrated thing, 3D. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So I had a, as somebody who had a 3D home TV. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, sorry. It was not a well, no. I mean, I didn't. This was like growing up, my parents bought yeah, it. Yeah, he bent and buy it. <laughs> he like turns around, there's like glasses on the yeah. table and stuff like that. No, no. He's like, I, I still think was, it could work. It was like, uh, it was like, uh, I tried it once with like a movie, uh, and it was a terrible experience and never used a 3D game. Was it yet. like the ones that had like the battery powered glasses too? No, it okay. was like, it wasn't. It, it was like it was like halfway between that and like the red and blue ones that you mm-hmm. wear with like the shitty uh, whatever. I just like, remember being like, at Best Buy and they're like, "Oh, you need to try these glasses. They need batteries." Yeah. Why? Why yeah, do no, these it, glasses the need glass, batteries? The glasses, to my memory, did not need batteries, but they were mm-hmm. just like normal kind of. They looked like thick sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah, we go fucking. Sorry, we're off the rails now. Then they made 3DS. Why? Why? I've not had this on the 3D setting since I got it. No point at all. Yeah, I I don't I don't get it. Um, I think at a certain point, like AR and VR will be like pretty, you know, more like will be way more universal. Sure. Than it is yeah, right yeah. Now. But like 3D is not. <laughs> not it. It's not a positive. It's not mm. a positive viewing experience. The the, mm. the 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 pros and cons are never gonna line up yeah. in a good way. I love VR. I think it's sick, and I also appreciate Mark Zuckerberg completely torpedoing his company in the, uh, uh, you know, trying to achieve better VR. Like it's not gonna work out for him, but some other company down the line will pick up the from the ashes all the advancements that Meta makes. The uh, the PS the PSVR two which is coming mm. out in February looks uh, pretty impressive but yeah uh, I bet it will be the first one was cool all right that was your preview for Wicked Good Show th- this week this really that is was, what Wicked Good Show was, is that was like. a sni- that was a snippet we took out we weren't just talking about mm. that Ben will be on as a guest we should do an episode just like what were the dumbest technologies that they tried to make us get in like the 2010s I like, will say. I will say I went to a 4D theater once and that was pretty, that was cool. What probably, is that? That's like where the, the seats move and they shoot like mist oh, and yeah, stuff at you. I saw, yeah. I saw, um, I saw Last Jedi there and it was, yeah, uh, that was interesting. Oh, at the, was it the Jordans? Uh, no, it's a, it's, yeah. it was like an AMC, I think, oh, all right. or, or a showcase, one of those out in like Saugus. It was the only one in Massachusetts mm. that had cool. it. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to try it and I fell out of the seat. Dude, it's elevated, and you gotta like step up into the seat. And I was like kind of leaning forward, and like yeah. the, at the beginning of Last Jedi, they were like, "It's a it's a space battle sequence," and so mm. it starts nearly moving, and it just like projected me forward, That's and it was horrible. That's so, so shitty. I like fell like fell, like four feet to the ground. It was yeah. Oh, oh my god. Have you, have you never ha- uh, gone to one of those? Brian? I've never uh, not outside of like an amusement park. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, no, Disney World I, has uh, stuff like that, but I've never been to a movie theater. Well, I've been to the Jordans that has the vibrating seats. Mm-hmm. Um, butt kickers. The butt kickers, which that's actually where I saw Avatar in whichever one of that. 
And the the IMAX that we saw Ready Player One in was sick. By the way, yeah, so is that yeah, the one in Reading. That's the that's the Reading yeah. one too. Funny enough, I think that movie was also 3D when we saw it. It <laughs> definitely was. <laughs> um, the last gasp of a dying uh, format. I will say, not to drag it out, 3D in IMAX though is significantly better, better than yeah. than it's, a regular yeah, theater. It's, it's better, but it's like unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for well, sure. I, I think like uh, I think I saw one of the Shrek sequels in 4D, like Shrek three or something. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they sprayed some foul-smelling yeah, like, thing at exactly. some point, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the, 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 that's, that was the primary uh, purpose, I think, of the movie. Yeah. Like, the last thing I ever want to do is smell Shrek. So. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you don't want to uh, be immersed? No. No, I'm good. Thank you. Um. But yeah, this is a preview for Wicked Show, as Dylan said, where we just talk about the most random shit, and it's very fun. So yeah, please subscribe to this channel for that. And thank you guys so much for subscribing and getting us to 100 subscribers. Unfortunately, it was two days too late, and YouTube took away the ability to make custom URLs. And apparently, they're going to send me an email to make a handle, like a Twitter handle for it. But will we get the at Better Radio handle before the other Better Radio channel gets it? Who knows? Probably not with, with our luck, to be honest. So we're going to have to come up with something else. <laughs> so not thank you. This is your fault for not Yes. <laughs> for not subscribing sooner. Literally two mm -hmm. days sooner we could have had it. So thanks for nothing. Mm -hmm. Insane how that worked out. But yeah, not uh, even surprised. Pretty standard, pretty yeah. standard honestly. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess you can follow me on Twitter. I've been sharing. Uh, I haven't really used uh elon.com recently yeah um you know uh, i'll like go on there and scroll through it but yeah i just don't know not really I, like i don't really like super social media like I, I spend a lot of my time on reddit now yeah i don't even post or comment very often on reddit i just like browse mm -hmm. um yeah that's not a positive experience either but it's uh no <laughs> it's somehow it's somehow less negative than uh, my Twitter experience on average. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll be on. You can follow me on Twitter also at the fake me Mars B M A R R. And I didn't think like I've been on Twitter since two thousand seven. I've seen every change firsthand. Um, I didn't think that Elon Musk would really like ruin Twitter. And then the first week that he's owned it, it's very clear he's going to ruin Twitter and like drive it into the ground. So disappointing, but not surprising. Yeah. That's when we hop on Truth Media or Truth Social. Yeah, Truth Social. Hey, we got to we got to get our truths out, retruth each other. Retruth that that stuff. Is, yeah. Mm -hmm. I might I might create a wicked good show account on there just to <laughs> Just to get some, <laughs> some subscribers. I'm, I don't want to end up on like in a watch list just for like putting an email in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you think the FBI cares about domestic white supremacists? Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to let it slide. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, Dylan, what, did, you, did you say your Twitter handle? Yeah. I did, yeah. DJ yeah. Cloverlang on Twitter. Then we got into that whole diet thing of Sorry. free TVs yeah, yeah. that we're just getting off of. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, also Wicked Good Sports. Um, I talked about the Premier League for like an hour today before doing this podcast. I've, I've pretty much worked, talked about Premier League, edited that, ate dinner, watched Survivor, and now I'm back recording again. Uh, my voice will probably be real bad tomorrow, but it's, it's fine for now. So yeah, go check that out. We did a 
video about the, the Nets firing Steve Nash and hiring Ime Adoka. Um, it got like 1,400 views already, which is nice. nice. Uh, comments are pretty mad at us for calling Kyrie out, but you know, it is what it is. It's racist. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, so go go check out that channel. We work hard on it, and uh, yeah, that's all I get. Yeah. Until next time, uh, we'll be talking about episode eight a week from now, uh, as long as uh, as long as we're all good to go. Because uh, yeah. yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, hopefully, a good episode. Until then, have a good one. <laughs>